Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi, and you're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today, we get to talk about a great event that's happening at the Grammy Museum, Mississippi. It's hosting a free family day on September the 10th, celebrating Asian heritage. We got some special guests calling in today, all the way from California, and they're coming in for this particular special day. We have Baldwin, who helped produce, and Larissa, who wrote and directed the Far East Deep South documentary. It won many awards. And you guys, with the last time you were on Good Things, we were just letting that documentary out into the world. So welcome back. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. We're really glad that we had your support early on and yeah we we are now taking the the whole country by storm with the far east deep south <laughs> i love that yeah. oh i love that okay so larissa the last time y'all were here remind me the remind us uh maybe like when that was when you guys were were releasing far east deep south which is a documentary um based on the two family's journey through mississippi and so when, how long has it been well, we, we had our premiere on PBS in 2021, in May of 2021. So it's been a couple years now since it's been broadcast to the world. Um, in fact, PBS just re-aired it uh, last month. And um, we're excited we get to show the film, even though some people have been able to stream it on PBS, um, to show it live in person at the Grammy Museum Theater next uh, next weekend. Yeah, and actually this film was, um, this will be the Cleveland, Mississippi premiere, because we actually filmed the majority, and uh, actually a large portion of the film in Cleveland, Mississippi. So this will be the first time um, the city of Cleveland and everyone that wants to come to the Grammy Museum will be able to see it live and in person because we we were on at the Oxford Film Festival, but that was during the pandemic and we had to go virtual then. Which, you know, bummer. But the good news is we can come back together now and, you know, delayed satisfaction is always the best. So or gratisfaction, yeah. should, I, should I say. And so we get this opportunity now. So how did this all come about? How did you guys get connected with the Grammy Museum and then also create this great opportunity for us to learn more about Asian heritage here in Mississippi, particularly the Delta? Well, we started this because um, when we first started the film, we saw the Grammy Museum actually being built in Cleveland. And of course, um, and I, I don't know if you knew or, or actually your listeners may not know that both Larissa and myself, we're also recording artists. So 
We've been in the music industry for quite some time. I'm a hip-hop artist, rapper, beatboxer, and... Um, I'm a singer and songwriter and longtime Recording Academy Grammy member. And so um, we're in Los Angeles where the original Grammy Museum is, and we're like, wait a second, there's another one over here. <laughs> and we're like, that's really cool. So we have an opportunity for this... Um, for September 10th to not only show our film Far East Deep South, but we're going to kick it off with a concert. Yeah. So it's going to be the two of you that is going to be able to show your other your other creative skills and with the concert. Yeah. So you mentioned two totally different kind of uh, musical talents there. So what will the concert be like? Are we going to have some beatboxing and some singing, or is it going to be like what what will we get with the with the concert piece? Well, we're bringing the DJ too, yeah. so it'll be high energy. Uh, there'll be dance, there'll be hip hop, there'll be pop. And we might even have a little guest who might be 10 years old. Uh, <laughs> she was a little baby in our movie, but um, our, our daughter, Lil One, is her stage name, maybe joining us for a couple songs as well at the Grammy Museum. <laughs> so we're definitely going to try to keep it fun for everyone. It really is a family day in all, all sense of the word. That's right. Oh, I love that. But I also love this is kind of like you guys coming back. Have you been back to Mississippi since you wrapped up all of your filming? So will this be kind of like a homecoming to all of those that helped, you know, make uh, your Far East, Deep South a documentary possible? This will be my first time back um, since since the wrapping of the film. Um, Baldwin did go down to Jackson and Oxford last year and Vicksburg. And Vicksburg, yeah. So I've been back to, to the visit a little bit, but not not for an event like this. And not for Cleveland. And, you know, you asked earlier about kind of the, the significance of the Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage event being the first one of this kind in Grammy Museum. And for those who grew up in the Delta, um, many people know that the Chinese grocery stores and the Chinese families beyond just even the grocery stores have been kind of an integral part of the history of the Delta that a lot of people don't necessarily, you know, remember, all, those who might be younger or those outside of the Delta. And so I think this was a good opportunity for us to kind of spotlight that heritage and, and pay respects to to all those Chinese families and other Asian families outside the Chinese diaspora that have contributed to the, the history of the Delta. I love how things work, you guys, because yesterday our guest here on Good Things was Jack Spears. He's a young um, Asian American whose family was one of those uh, families who started small grocery stores in um, Cle- or Greenville, Mississippi. And he is now a Delta scholar who is choosing to give back in ways of using his um, photography skills to show food insecurity and sort of what happens when those uh, grocery stores that were ultimately started by Asian families ended up having to be closed or sort of getting pushed out by bigger box stores and then today we're talking to you guys but that was completely coincidental and i'm like wow this is really showing that you know this this should be more talked about we should know about our history here in mississippi more and there's multiple ways of sort of doing that so let's talk about that day we you'll have your concert september 10th but i think it's a two-day event what all will be going on this great weekend yeah, so we're going to, from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Grammy Museum, um, there's going to be a concert. There's going to be some other activities. I believe there's some food. Um, and it'll we be free, free admission for anybody that comes out during that day on September 10th. And then at 3 p.m., we're going to be doing a screening, which is also free, of our film Far East Deep South in their wonderful theater um, at the Grammy Museum. And we'll be doing a special Q&A afterwards where the audience will get to ask us questions. And like I said, there may Maybe some of our quote-unquote cast members, those people who appear in our film, will be in attendance as well. <laughs> so people may see some familiar faces. Um, and then, Baldwin, if you want to tell them about uh, yeah. the 11th. On the 11th, um, some select few lucky uh, schools will have the opportunity to have a thing they call the backstage pass, where uh, Larissa and I will be just continuing to talk about music, talk about film, talk about 
far as the south. Probably do a little uh, beatbox or a little rap for them to just to kind of get the get them going on a Monday morning. Um, but we just um, you know it's part of the Grammys education campaign where we get to um, utilize um, our experience in the music and film industry. And um, there's, you know a lot of there's a lot of sponsors that have been able to make this happen, including uh, TAF, the Asian American Foundation, which uh, was a lot. Their funding helped us also be able to provide free licenses for these schools that are going to attend on the 11th. Also, how does one Baldwin find out that they can beatbox? Is that something you just figured out in the <laughs> shower or standing in front of the mirror one day? Like, at what point in your life did you say this is a skill I feel like I have that others don't? Well, you know, um, I could, I, I, you know, sometimes I just like to make little sounds, the sounds, the sounds from my mouth. I love it. Don't ask me to do it. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear a funny story? Okay, so yeah, the oh, yeah. reason why he knows how to beatbox is because our matchmaker, who was a mutual friend of ours, Maximilian, he's like a... He was a West Coast West beatbox Coast, champion. Yeah, he, was a, he competed globally on beatboxing. He was a he finalist was, in the world beatboxing. He was Baldwin's like master. <laughs> so he learned beatbox from him and then matchmade us somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love so, um, made out of beatboxing. I love that. Wow, that's so cool. But it also goes to show what a wide range of things that will be going on that weekend at the Grammy Museum there in Cleveland. Um, so how do we do we sign up? Is it free? I mean, how do we need to plan our 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 weekend or our week? I believe it is just I think you open. Just show up. You just show up, and you can go to GrammyMuseumMS.org uh, to find out more information, or feel free to drop in if you're in Cleveland. Feel free to drop in in the museum and ask them questions or give them a, give them, give them a call. Um, but, yes, um, come one, come all. Yeah, not just for the concert, but for the festivities, for yeah. the family day. Um, the museum is free, too, so uh, people will be able to just check out all the other music exhibits um, and, of course, stick around. Uh, for the film screening and the Q&A. We'll fit as many people into the theater as we can. So it is first come, first serve seating. <laughs> and, if, and if we can't make it for, because you are talking to all 82 counties here on Good Things, how can we watch Far East, Deep South? Can we still stream that anywhere or support what you guys are doing or learn more about our history here in the Mississippi Delta? Absolutely. Um, for a limited time on PBS.org um, you can, or on their PBS app, you can actually still stream Far East Deep South until September 9th. It's actually a slightly edited version than the one we're showing at the Grammy Museum. And then for those who might have public libraries that have access to Canopy or universities, Canopy with a K, um, you can find our film on Canopy. And um, if you want to stay up to date with where else we'll be screening or other um, platforms that we'll be releasing our film on in the future, you can go to fareastdeepsouth.com to find all those wonderful options. Well, congratulations to you guys being a hit. Thank you guys for coming back and celebrating it in the Mississippi Delta. Wishing y'all all the best on, on the family day. And Baldwin, if you're ever back in Jackson and you don't come to visit, I'm going to take offense. Oh. <laughs> just just okay. putting that out there. But you guys keep I up. Uh, stay in touch. And again, congratulations on all your success with your documentary, Far East, Deep South. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Watch good things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. If you've got Seaspire TV, you can find good things on channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, where all God's people finally said, Amen. It feels great today. You can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can join Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday live at College Corner's new location in Oxford off Sisk Avenue in the Oxford Commons. Get all of your game day gear for kickoff with great deals throughout the store. Your new home for college uh, gear, collegiate gear, excuse me, is at College Corner. And they've got other locations, too, in the metro area. So that should be a good show. All right, Rhino, usually whenever we hear... Mississippi is in the top. It's usually for something unfortunate, right? Well, I got new credible research in my inbox today. Oh, right? boy. Oh, boy. So take it with a grain of salt. It says Mississippi is in the top 10 least clumsy states in America. Because, you know, this information should be known and widely distributed. And, of course, it was done by an injury law firm out of Florida. And once again, they just looked at your Google data and sort of placed states on who was who was Googling broken nose and other sort of things that would send you to the ER. And out of the top 10, where do you think Mississippi would fall? Seven. We are the fourth least accident prone state in the country. Well, now I got to know who's better than us. <laughs> With 444 monthly online searches per 100,000 residents for things like broken nose and arm whatever and all the things that might send you to <laughs> to I guess the emergency room. North Dakota, West Virginia, South Dakota, and Montana round out the least accident prone states. I got a lot of theories on this. All right. I just don't think we go. I think we get. <laughs> I think Life we does get. move a little slower in the Magnolia mm-hmm. State, and uh, slow and steady wins the race. You don't tend to make as many clumsy mistakes when you're taking your time. Or you just don't have an emergency room near you, and your mama told you, boy, if you break that nose or start bleeding, I'm not taking you to the hospital. We're going to figure it out. And so you break your nose or you start bleeding, and you just figure it out rub some dirt on it rub some dirt on it or you don't want to tell mom because if you do you're gonna get in trouble you would think though if you didn't go to the er you would have more google searches for like how do i handle this at the home maybe true that it that is it's like i said there's lots of questions sort of uh behind this did you ever get significantly well significantly is i guess maybe not the right word hurt obviously you didn't die you know, or lead into any sort of form of hospitalization. But did you ever get seriously, again, is not the right word, injured, but more than just stumped your toe or busted up a knee, like could have warranted parental help, but chose to keep it under wraps for the sake of getting in what you felt like was going to be more pain or trouble 
if you spoke up and and shared what had happened? Uh, I didn't really feel like I was going to get in trouble, but I I definitely was worried about the I told you so when I was goofing off on my bicycle not long after learning how to ride it without the training wheels and ran headlong into a tree and went high in over tea kettle over the handlebars into the tree. You just got up and shook it off? Yeah, because I I knew if I belly ached about it, I was either going to lose bike privileges or get it. I told you so. Yeah. Keith and Meridian, we learned how to walk through the briar patch early in life. You, uh, and I would say also getting through um, the fences, the um, barbed wire fences. You figure that out sort of early in life. Or Climb get, it at you, the post. You don't tell because you were told not to. So if you're watching Super Talk TV, I've always been made fun of because I have a crooked um, pinky finger. You can see it when I wave. I have friends who like to make fun of me because when I, I wave, it's my hand that I wave with. And so you can see my crooked pinky. And obviously God didn't make it crooked. And if he did, that would have been fine. No, I was told to stay off of the neighbor's a trampoline when I was probably, oh, probably about my oldest's age now, nine or 10. And I got bounced off the trampoline and I put my hands backwards to catch me and I landed just right on that hand and my pinky went under and so it, I mean it, it broke it but I was so terrified to tell that I had gotten on the trampoline that it took I mean it swole I mean they're not going to do anything for I guess I was smart enough to know they weren't going to do anything for a broken finger I don't know but they just it, tape it to the one next to it and call it a day it got really big whatever my parents finally obviously there, my parents are going to recognize that one of your phalanges is three times as big as it was yesterday. And it took me a long time to actually fess up long after it kind of died down for me getting from wherever. But it never I never did the right protocol. I never taped it to the finger, did all the things. So it grew back, not the way it was um, supposed to. But I was like, I'm going to my grave. I didn't want to get my neighbor in trouble. I didn't I mean it was everything that went into line. To, for that to be um, just needed to be a secret, just needed to go to grape with us. I, I can empathize with you. I had a broken pinky, and I, I I broke it at a friend's house, goofing off, horsing around, and it got slammed in a door. And it was it was a nasty break, but it, it wasn't anything hospital worthy. But it did just so happen to coincide with the same period of time where we were learning how to properly type. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you ever think about how you type with your pinkies, I never learned that. As a skill really? I still do not properly, quote unquote, know how to do. I type a little funky. Huh. But you get it done. Oh, yeah. You, have, you get it figured out. It's probably not figured on population. Well, they said it was per 100,000. So I don't, you know, again, take, take, take the research with a grain of um, salt. But someone said only 1% chance to break your kneecap, but I did it. First broken bone in my life and you're 52. Didn't go to the doctor for three days. Well, I'm glad you finally, did you Google that? I wonder if you're part of the research. Now you're thinking like when's, I'm not sure when it happened. I'll have to go back and, and read where it that came from. It does sound painful, Julie and Summit on the ceasefire text line. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I I feel like that would not that would not be um, would not be a lot of fun. Who was number one, two, and three? So North Dakota was named the least accident prone state based on the number of accident related searches over the last twelve months. So there you go, North Dakotans. Dakota is that the right way? North Dakotans. Dakota. North Dakotans. Dakota people who live in North Dakota. <laughs> 
<laughs> North Dakotians. Know, you know, it would be interesting is where does South Dakota fall in? Because if North Dakotans are a little bit less accident prone, I wonder if the South Dakotans. Um, Maine came in seventh place. With 8,346 total, that's 603 per 100,000 from um, that, you know, so followed by Wisconsin and Kentucky rounds out the top 10. So Kentucky is number 10, would be considered, you know, obviously the top 10 least, but we're number four. So it didn't go through all the states. It doesn't tell you who's the most accident prone, which is unfortunate because I'd like to know who else we beat. It would be You would like to know who's number four. Like, if you had to guess, I don't know the answer, but if you had to guess, also stereotyping, it would have been us. Who number 50, who, who would be the top? Well, the first thing that came to mind was California with all the people on rollerblades at the boardwalk. There, there's got to be some broken wrists out there somewhere. Stop. Or Texas. Texas didn't make the top ten. That would, you know, from bull riding and all the horsing around, all the things, which you would think some of the others, um, Montana and them, would, would have that. But I guess they just keep it. They keep it to themselves, like Dan and Hattiesburg. It's hard to be a clumsy cowboy. <laughs> hey, there's, <laughs> there's, one, there's one in every group. Let me just put it that, that way. That sounds like a kid's book we should make. The Clumsy Cowboy. Oh, bless him. Uh, I kept a staph infection for my mother. That's a terrible idea, Dan. She knew the seriousness of the situation. I didn't. My mother had a doctor friend make a house call. Turns out I was treating it just the way he would have. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Derek and Greenwood. Florida man doesn't exist. Does exist. Does exist. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would imagine Florida has a fair share of clumsy people. Carol says, broken pinky thanks to a horse, taped it up, and now it's crooked, but had no money for the ER. Carol, we can be crooked pinky people together. Does any Has anybody broken a pinky and it grew back appropriately? I feel like it's a very strange... I mean, mine's not that crooked. Did you, you broke yours? Yeah, that's the one I broke when I was learning how to type. Gotcha. Yes. So I don't know. But it, it makes for character when you're waving. And if you have terrible friends, they'll make fun of you for decades. All my high school friends made, not like bullied me, just, it was, I mean, I could care. What am I going to do? Like, it, it is. It's crooked. It is what it is. Um, and you know I'm waving. If you see me in a crowd, just pick out the crooked pinky. That's Rebecca. <laughs> I didn't Google search that back then, back in, what, 2000 and, or no, late 90s. I wouldn't know what to do. But maybe you do. All right, I know what you should do. Stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And high school football, it is back. Super Talk Mississippi has you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. Plus, don't forget, you can stream those games on Friday night and get up-to-the-minute scores from across the entire state when you go to supertalk.fm slash high school. Or if you've got the... Um, Super Talk Mississippi app, which we tell you we're streaming from every day. You can click sports on it, and it's got all the info that you could ever want on Mississippi sports. And check out the scoreboard preview show at 6 p.m. on Fridays, and then you can catch the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. on Friday nights, too. And don't forget, you can get that anywhere you listen or watch Super Talk Mississippi. And football, it may be a sport you never sampled. Maybe you just weren't into it. Maybe your girl just wasn't available to you. Well, today is National Sports sampling day lord help us all but it is a day to sort of celebrate the fact that you get to try a million um, uh, a lot of different type of sports you know i just love how they one. choose this particular national holiday like you have some days where it's like it's the second tuesday in june uh-huh. or it's the first full week of august or something no national sports sampling day is the 241st day of the year no matter what no matter what. So it no changes it so it changes every year. I like that. Yes. And it encourages you and your or your children that they can give a new sport a try. So I got a question for you. If you didn't try if you weren't sporty in your childhood, what sport do you wish you would have been good at? Or if you were sporty and you kind of got like sucked into one or two because that was the only options, usually football, basketball, baseball, softball, you know, gymnastics are kind of the one. What is one you wish you would have had an opportunity to maybe pick up or learn or try or maybe one that's now gotten a little more popular and wasn't around then that you would have thought you would have been sort of decent at? My mom was one of those moms who I tried everything just about. And then I got to kind of choose which one kind of fit my purse or every one that was available within driving distance. Right. Uh, you know, we didn't, we weren't open to everything. But, um, but the only one that I just absolutely hated and over the years of being friends with the beloved Perez was tennis, which I have grown an appreciation for tennis because of him and just the fact that it's a cool sport. Me playing it, I, I naturally did not connect with what they were trying <laughs> to convey to me that's the only one i walked out i was like nope not for me not doing it hate it can't going back um this is just i wasn't built for this that and basketball but you know but they kind of go together so right i probably wouldn't be built for for either one of them so is there one that you wish though that you would have been able to try rhino yeah and it's kind of out of left field and it's one where i missed the boat generationally because this was a popular sport in the 60s and 70s and then it just fell off the face of the earth. I'm being, I'm exaggerating a little bit because it's still around, but it's nowhere near as popular as it once was. And it's it's only because I'm fascinated with the sheer speed of the game. It's a game called Hialeah, which if you've never heard of it, you've probably seen somebody playing it. It was in one of the world's most interesting man commercials. Mm-hmm. It's the sport where you have this this funky curved wicker basket looking thing on your hand and it's similar to racquetball but on a much bigger box and the ball can travel as fast as a nascar it goes almost 200 miles an hour when you hurl it from this thing i i've been fascinated with it off and on throughout my life lacrosse 
kind of, but lacrosse, you're playing on a big field. High lie, it's just you and the other person, or I guess you can do doubles, and it's it's on a court that's, like I say, I'm kind of like racquetball or something, but instead of being in a little racquetball room, it's longer than a basketball court. But you got to have a front wall and a back wall and a wall to the side. And so you're in a box. That thing. Yeah. You're, it's not like on a field. So you're right. Okay. Sorry. I get that. Oh my gosh. I would, duh, I wouldn't be able to, you know, which way to sort of turn. You have to be fearless with it coming at you, I guess, or, or hitting you would be like real life. You got to have quick reflexes. Oh yeah. Again, not good at tennis. So probably wouldn't translate very well to that. Curtin Tupelo says, wish I'd have got into golf at an earlier age. I, I, Tried. I, I like the idea of golf. I like the the community aspect of it. You get to do it with friends, but it's still an individualized sport. Um, I think you know, but it just never. I never clicked with it uh, in that way. But I appreciate. I can see why that is a sport that can grow with you well into your years as one for fitness, but also um, competition as well as for community. I can I can get behind and that. And I have a kindred spirit in Darren and Jackson. Darren and Jackson used to high ally every week when he lived in Winter Park, Florida. Really? Have it's, you ever done it's it? It's huge in, in Florida. I've never had the chance to do it because really you got to go somewhere like Miami where they have just a, a ton of people that still play it or you got to go to somewhere in Southeast Asia to try it. Well, the fastest growing sport by far is pickleball. Oh, my God. Y'all folks are nuts. And I have yet to have tried it either, but I feel like all of my fitness friends are falling into the pick, uh, the pickleball sort of arena as the new sort of ad. Hey, I think it's great. You're getting your physical activity. Again, community, competition, all the things. But it's nuts to think that like something that I guess has kind of always been around, but just really picking up speed in terms of popularity um, here lately. I mean, you've got NBA stars and celebrities like Heidi Klum and Eva Longoria, and you've got Michael Phelps, and you've got a Dirk Bentley, they're all buying into professional pickleball. It's a wide range of people. <laughs> you even got Bobby Bones if you're if you're into that. He's just now got into um, he invested into a professional pickleball uh, team. We've I'm got only, professional pickleballers here in Mississippi. I'm only vaguely aware of the rules of pickleball. Like I've seen people poking fun at it. I've seen videos of it being played. I've seen it live on TV. Is it? Ping pong, but on a tennis court? I think if ping pong and tennis had a baby, then maybe. And they adopted the baby from Foursquare? Yes. I believe so. That could get Foursquare is where you got the Foursquare and the ball, you bounce it back and forth. But pickleball, you have a paddle. Yes. But you have the tennis net, but it's not really a tennis net because the pickleball court's smaller. It looks interesting. I don't know that I would be all I that enthused to give it a shot. The interest just comes in. It's fast-paced. You don't have to have a whole lot of skill to just hop in and start, right? Like, I don't think it's quite as technical as te- – but, I mean, it can get your heart rate up. It can be a lot oh, yeah. of fun. And so, and you can get better at it. So that's that's one of those things. Like, if you, if you create a skill that breeds community and fun and competition that you can also work at and, com- and get better at – then that's the beauty of like being able to to have a lot of fun with it. That's I mean, how cornhole is blown up. Yes, correct. But pickleball, I feel like, it's gotten a little, a little bit, bit more athletic. A little, it's a little bit more athletic than than cornhole is not easy. 
No. I'm not saying that's easy. But I would say pickleball may be a little bit more. You have to have a little bit more athletic abilities than just aiming and shooting and sort of in, in that way. But, um, but yeah, I mean, who knew, who knew, you know, though, but like, who knows? We may be here in 10 years and pickleball be part of the, I guess what it would be. Is, but t- is tennis part of the Olympics? I, I think so. This. I think it's in the Summer Olympics, yeah. It's like, I feel like I should know this. Yes. But then move over to I'm fairly to certain it's in the Summer Olympics. I feel like, too, like, when you think of tennis, it is a more snooty is probably not the politically correct word. Uh, it, but it's fitting. Upper-lipped sport. Stiff upper-lipped. Yes, yeah, stiff upper-lipped sport, which Perez would agree, who is my tennis lover, and introduced me to it. Pickleball is going to be like... Your redneck version of tennis. Like, it's like you come as you are. You can drink out of a can or solo cup. You can wear, you know, things that don't match and your hat on backwards and have a good time. Where, so if you think. So you're of, saying they're never going to play pickleball at Wimbledon? <laughs> Probably not. So it would be interesting if they, if they did introduce it to the Olympics and now you would just. The, the the audience would just the difference in the audience would just be super interesting to me. Like who would show up for the first pickleball match? I feel like just again with my limited knowledge of pickleball at the Olympic level, like if you got the best of the best playing that game, it would look a lot like Olympic level badminton. Because a lot of people have have got the seven and one backyard game mm-hmm. thing with the volleyball net and it comes with the badminton rackets and you give it a try. But it's usually just trying to keep it up and get it over the net versus the Olympic badminton where those people are insane with how good they are. Agreed. Really agreed. And if you are a pickleball lover, I meant that with all respect. I think it's great. It's it's flooding into communities. I hope it doesn't get as frou-frou though as tennis. I think we should all be able to come as you are. It's kind of hard to with a name like pickleball. That is true. They kind of, they kind of. You can't twirl your mustache and sip your martini. Well, let's play pickleball, darling. <laughs> Stick with us. We got more effects. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And there's still time to get in your uh, 
I guess, your um, entry into the Guns N' Roses giveaway. I was like, what is that called? Registration? No, it's an entry. <laughs> your opportunity to win a VIP trip uh, for to see Guns N' Roses um, at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi on September 20th. Man, that's coming up quick, fast, in a hurry. So there's still time to get your um, registration in. You can go to supertalk.fm slash GNR to find a registration box near you. You do have to be 21 uh, to enter. And all you need is your name, and that's it. And you're located wherever the location is throughout the state. You can win two tickets, a night stay at the Beau Rivage, a limo to and from the concert as well. So should be a good time. Party what, like a rock star. Party like a rock star. What word am I looking for? It's not registration. Get your what? Chance to win? What's the What's the word I'm looking for? Not ticket. I mean, you are registering for your chance to win. But putting in your... <laughs> There's a word that's not coming to mind that I feel like you're getting in your, it's not ballot, getting in your, I don't know, help. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. That's how you do it if you're interested, uh, if you're interested in that. If you'd like to keep up with all the good headlines that are going through the social medias, uh, you should do that over at the Good Things Facebook group. I just posted one I was scanning through during the break here on Good Things, and it's coming from Satilla. Am I saying that right? Satilla. Saltilla. Saltilla. And Hannah Bakes is... Entry. Uh, entry. Thank you. Get your entry. From the 601 on the C Spire text line. Why was that entered to win? Thank you. All of y'all who just felt me drowning in my own imagination and I, for the life of me. Your entry to win, I could not. It was, it was there. I knew there was a word that would signify what I was trying to, to share with you, and I couldn't find it. So yes, get your entry in um, before before it's too late. But back to this. This is super cool. So we are back smack dab in school. Uh, tests and things have have. Um, started up and you know kids are trying their best so hannah bakes says she's seen a lot of posts about being a 100 test grade to get a free item whether it's a free cookie or free ice cream or whatever and she recognizes that not every kid's best equals out to be a 100 so at hannah bakes in satilla how do i say it? i'm saying it wrong saltilla saltilla you know y'all know it's coming from my heart it's just, today obviously it's not working um bring a test that your kid or your kid should bring a test that they did their best on that they're proud of whether that is a a b c or d i'm sure maybe an f probably doesn't um conjure that but probably an a through a d but if they're super proud of it then they get a free cookie with any purchase of one or more items so you don't just get a free cookie but obviously you can come in get you a soda they can get their free cookie for giving their best effort and I love that because especially of having um, my oldest who struggled real hard at the beginning with uh, reading and English and some things and she worked super hard to bring her grade up from the depths of hell <laughs> all the way back up to the living and we celebrated that for sure and it wasn't an A but we we you know we made effort and we got we got rewarded for the effort that we put in and so I think that's really cool for one, your local communities to give back to the students to celebrate their hard work, but to also recognize that hard works, particularly in school, looks different in children. And so if you're in that area, stop by. If you have a business and you're listening to good things and want to pick that up, I think that's a great kind of gift to your community. Kids should be celebrated when they give their effort and it comes up, whether it comes up from 
F to D, D to C, C to B, or B to A. And if you do get your first hundred, that's pretty cool too. But that's not necessarily needed every single time in that way. On the text line, y'all are still raffle, your chance, entry. Thank you all (laughs) for saving me as I was sliding slowly down into the pit of, I don't know what that word is. And I don't know when we will share who the winner is for that, but it will be before September, <laughs> September the 20th. It's hard. I want to say that wraps up uh end of this week. It has to, I would assume, to give you plenty of time to plan and make arrangements um, for that. Was there ever a class, Rhino, that you weren't just great at because you're the smartest that maybe like you celebrated an untraditional Great. Uh, the first two that come to mind were both college courses. Uh, one was accounting 101. I took accounting 101 four times. Really? And finally, I guess the professor was just like, you know what? Just just go. So, yeah, I, I got done with that one. And then I took a capstone course with about four or five missing prerequisites because I, I didn't pay attention when I was signing up for classes. No. And I, I'm pretty sure that was a mercy D. Chemistry. University of Southern Miss, hats off to you for seeing me through so I could continue on in my education. All right, stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. we got the Boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.